0: Hey guys, I um, I am deeply touched because um, so many of my friends are here that I know church is not really your bag. So, but I know you're here, um, because you know that it means a lot to me that God means a lot to me and is what my life is about. And just the fact that you would want to share that with me, um. I feel very, very touched and very loved and very blessed. As I'll tell you, I've got some surprises of people coming in that I'm like, "Wow!" Like, I just I'm I'm very, very thankful for all my friends being here and everybody else that I have not met yet. I'm excited that you're here too, and looking forward to meeting you afterwards. Um, oh, gotta get this together before I. <laughs> I was really. Um, Nervous too today because it did mean a lot to me. This is my birthday was actually a week ago But we did the dating workshop uh, all weekend last weekend and so you get to celebrate later, right when you're working, right? Isn't isn't that the rules? So (laughs) So this is it some people were like what did you really do for your birthday? I'm like, oh, this is it This is the birthday celebration because this is my favorite place on earth this place where a baby church That just started like a little bit over a year ago and um, uh, But I'm passionate because my life has been radically changed by God and by his son, Jesus Christ, that I'm just passionate to share healing and love that I've received with anybody that I can. And, um, and I'm excited and blessed um, that there are so many lives that have been changed uh, being here in this period of time. And so it's been kind of fun with Alberto doing the videos each week with people's stories. Like every, every week we're, or every other week, we're gonna see stories of, of people kind of telling how their lives have changed. So anyway, today, <clears throat> I brought Kleenex because I knew I was gonna do that, hang on. Hopefully my nose won't run because then that's awkward. I'm just sitting there blowing my nose. Get a, get a close up, yeah, the blowing the nose part. Hopefully, that's the worst part, right? When you cry, when your nose runs, anyway. So today, I'm going to teach on letting your light shine. And I want to talk about what that's about because God, in the Bible, it says that God tells us to let our light shine. And so what is that? You know, I I was always blown away by the concept of light and the power of light and what that is. And light can represent many things. I want you to maybe think about the things that you think about when it comes to light and we're gonna take a look at what the Bible says as far as what the elements of light are but I have experienced darkness some really dark times in my life and I've experienced light and the power of light blows my mind you always think some of the visuals when it comes to light I think about if you have one little match you light one little match all the darkness in the world can't put that one little match out. that's how powerful light is wherever light is present darkness must go and it could just be a little bit of light and it makes a difference and so we're going to be looking at what does it mean to let your light shine what is that what is the light and how do we let it shine so i want to take you to uh first john 2 in verse 9 Um, We've got that screen. If you can see it, if people didn't bring their Bibles, and we're all, i think we're also in U version. If you guys are got your, uh, the app, the U version app. It says in First John 2:9, it says, "He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness." <laughs> so, guess what? Love is a big part of what light is. Love is a powerful part of what it is to have light. You cannot walk in light without love. That's a big, big element of that. Um, and then it says, actually, we'll continue on, it says in verse 10, He who loves his brother abides, or dwells, in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And I think that's really powerful, too, as far as the difference that light makes in understanding where we're going, in seeing what direction is ahead and and uh, etc. is one of the wonderful parts of light. So we see love and we see that it gives us direction and that it helps us to see. Um, let's go to another one in Ephesians chapter five and verse eight. This one has some very personal meaning <clears throat> to me. Uh, in uh, Ephesians five and verse eight, it says, "For you were once darkness." But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship or, like a full, sharing with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And I want to kind of walk through that because this is like, for one, just in, in what it's speaking about, things that are in darkness, and we're gonna take a look at darkness is the absence of light, right? That's really what it is. And so it's unfruitful. You can't grow things in darkness. You know, we know that just about the sun. It's just things don't, you're not going to bear fruit with uh, in darkness, but rather expose them. And so we want to see things that are unfruitful or that represent the absence of light in our lives. And then it says, it's. Sh- and then it talks about shame. You know, one of the things about light and darkness is a lot of times, and I'm going to talk about shame because shame is something that causes people to hide. Shame is one of the most destructive things and everybody's experienced shame in different parts of their lives and it holds us back from being all that God's called us to be. There is no value in shame. Sometimes people think that having shame motivates you or inspires you to be better people. Shame is destructive, it doesn't do that. It doesn't, we're gonna look at that a little bit more too. And then it says, um, but all things that are exposed are made known, manifested by the light. Whatever is, ma- it makes something manifest as light. So there's another element of what light is, are things that cause you to see, that bring things out in the open are light. Anything that causes you to see, even dark things, even shameful things or whatever, that the goal is to bring things out into the light. That's where there's healing, that's where there's fruit. You know, it's, um, this whole thing of you were in darkness, and and now you are light in the Lord really speaks to me because um, when I was younger, you know, it's funny. Somebody, Danny, was going, "Oh, everybody's had some hurt in their lives, right?" Um, you know, when I was younger, I um, I didn't believe in God. I was an atheist, but I uh, but I was raised in um, and a home that was extremely violent and abusive, physically and sexually, and the dark, I felt darkness, I mean, I felt it, you know, like where it was palpable. It was so intense that as a child, I remember my stepfather, who I thought was my father at the time, grabbing me out of my crib, and so I had to have been like, what, two or three, I mean, how you don't stay in cribs that long. Um, and remembering wanting to die. And I don't even know how I even understood what that was at that age. You know, but every day I hated my life. I I remember in my memory as a child, wanting to die every day of my life, that's darkness. When you look at my pictures of me as a child, there's none smiling, that's weird. That's not the way children should look, right? It's just, you know, I went from hating life every day and feeling it just felt ominous, it felt heavy, it felt dark. And having not really any hope until one day um, this girl, Missy Johnson, in my school I was a teenager. um, There was a guy, George Hackett, uh, who was kind of this really well-known drug addict in our school. He did heroin and he looked like, he looked like death warmed over. He looked like Back then, everybody were hippies, so he kind of looked like Jesus on the cross, like where he had, like he was emaciated and he had the beard and the stringy hair and you know, long hair and stuff. So, um, and everybody knew who he was. He was like notorious uh, drug user. And he looked, he just looked like walking death. And then one day I saw him and he was looked like another person. He was full of life and light and he's singing songs and he's radiant. And I swear, Of course, as a kid and I'm just, emotions were in this, I'm sure, you know. I don't know that I was the most objective. I like to think I was, but probably not. And then uh, I could have sworn he like put on 20 pounds even, you know, like he went from looking like a skeleton to like looking full of life. And he's singing songs about Jesus. And he's like radiant and just singing. And I was just like, so I asked my friend, Missy Johnson. She was always wanting to beat me up. So I don't know why I asked her. She's a really tough, tough girl kind of scary, actually really scary. And then um, I was like, hey Missy, what happened to George Hackett? And she's like, he got saved. And I said, what is that? Like, what, what, what are you talking about? And it's funny because my heart had always been extremely hard to God or about the things of God because I had only, you know, Christians sometimes don't represent Jesus very well. And that had been my experience. I felt really judged and condemned and I felt by people that went to church. Um, I felt like if I didn't walk so perfectly or fit in, I mean, I just felt like those were the goody goodies and I was a black sheep and I would never belong. I, I just like, I, I felt judged. And so I never ever thought that I would want anything to do with God because those people were jerks. And I'm like, what, well, you know. Well, plus I just thought it was weird to believe in God anyway, but. So it was really surprising to me at the moment that she read me that What it was is that Jesus gave his life and paid everything, and you didn't have to do anything at all. That he loved me just the way I was right now, and didn't have to do anything but accept the gift of what he gave of his life and his love. And I just was like, I just, I never cried as a kid either. I was tough um, to survive those things, and I just cried and cried. I could not believe, because I mocked Jesus. I mean, to me, I'm just like, it shocks me. I made fun of Jesus. Like, I make jokes, I'd be sarcastic, and that for her to tell me that he loved me right now without doing anything to deserve it, I had never felt love like that. I was just blown away that this man, you know, would love me so much and give his life for me. And I felt in that moment, you know, it's funny, like, in that moment, I felt change, and I... I swear my life went from darkness to light in that moment in many ways. Now, I know that it's not like all absolute where something's all dark or all light, cause it definitely wasn't that. But I felt something just come alive. That's why even the part of awake, you know, I, I, I felt like I was awakened. I felt like the light came on. I remember I went from wanting to die every day to feeling so full of his love. And I remember feeling like Jesus told me, which I believe it's true, he said, the reason the people have hurt you is because he did not know my love, that the, they didn't know my love. And I just got it. I was just like, oh, yeah, if they knew this kind of unconditional love, you know, love is a big part of what light is. If they knew this unconditional love, I got it. Why would they hurt me if they knew that? And so I went, I was, you know, now I, I look back and I'm like, well, I think, you know, because I was an atheist, so I thought it was very logical. But now I look back, I was like, that was probably a really emotional decision. <laughs> and I don't care, because <laughs> it changed my life, and it was great. I was like, oh, I don't know, I can't prove it, but it changed my life in that moment. So um, I felt like it was like a real miracle that I saw, like seeing somebody physically change. I was like, that looks real. That looks like something actually happened right before my very eyes. And I just felt different. I used, From that point on, it's so wild how different it was. I woke up every day smiling and so excited about life. I woke up and was like, good morning, Lord. I was like, wow. And I just was just wanting to give that love from that day on. I went to this other girl that wanted to beat me up all the time. I mean, I was just like, I was one of the kids that everybody wanted to beat up all the time. And um, I was a weird kid. I was a super weird kid. But Jesus loved me. And um, uh, so I went to her. Her name was Joanne. And I said, hey, Joanne, because I knew that she wanted to beat me up because she didn't know Jesus' love, and I just said, hey, Joanne, you want to get saved? She's like, what's that? I said, it's Jesus. He just loves you just the way you are and gave his life for you, and it's receiving that gift. And she started crying, and she said, yeah, I do. It was just like, I still have pictures of her. I know. She went from beating me up to being like BFFs after that. She cried and cried, and I prayed for her. And... um. I just looked at the world differently, that I got the power of love. Love is a big part of light. Grace is a big part of light, of just wanting to pass on healing, wanting to pass on love, wanting to pass on light, because the world needs it, because there are people hurting. Maybe people didn't have as extreme of a background as I had, but there are people hurting in many different ways. Um... Let's go to 1 John uh, chapter 1 in verse 5. Oh yeah, I, uh, well yeah, 1-5 uh, it says, <clears throat> This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship or full sharing with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So first... I wanna talk about, it says God is light. God, it's who God's nature is. In God, there is no darkness. If you think of what the elements of darkness are, God is all light, he is all love. God does not, my Bible, God does not cause sickness and disease. God does not cause death. That's not what my Bible says. God is all light and all love. But we live in a fallen world um, where not all is love and all light. You know, it's interesting, it says, this is a big part of this is, we just came off of the dating workshop and in the relationship area, it's one area that people tend to experience a lot of hurt and destruction. Most people have been affected and hurt in some way, either by hurt relationships in their own lives, people that have betrayed them, whether it's romantic or not, people that have been untrustworthy, or have been hurt by things like having parents that didn't have a good relationship, maybe parents who fought all the time, maybe parents that got divorced where that was hurtful. But in some way, most people have been, I actually would hazard to say all people have been hurt in some way in the area of relationships and it can be just extremely damaging. You know, relationships when they're amazing are just what God designed, they're healing. God designed great relationships to be healing but there are relationships where there's a lot of hurt and despair. And it's interesting because people are hurting, but nobody's talking about it. And that's one of the reasons that I'm really passionate about this relationship part of it and the dating workshop. Because every time I go to a dating workshop, I hear over and over again that people have all these secrets and shame and things that they feel terrible about that they've never spoken to another person before because they're afraid of being judged. It happens all the time. It especially happens in churches, which really breaks my heart. How are you going to get healing if you can't even talk about anything because you feel ashamed or people are going to judge you? You can't get healing without bringing things into the light so that they're seen. And you can't do that with if you're going to be judged. You need You need to do that in an environment of love, of unconditional love. I even heard from many people saying, I cannot talk to anybody. People have been going to church all their lives that said, I can't say anything to anyone in my church about what's going on with me. I can't talk about these things because I will be judged. So light, again, light, love has gotta be present as well as in order for light to shine in any dark places in our lives, if it's relationship wounds or hurts or fears or distrust destructive patterns you need to bring things out in the light if they're secret and they're things that you can't talk about there's never going to be any healing it's one of the reasons that our church vision statement that I'm passionate about because I've seen people get healed when people don't feel shame when people realize that they're loved and accepted in whatever screwed up stuff that that you have you know one of our church vision statements it says this thing it says um that it becomes common in Christianity for people to embrace reality, be open and seeking, and that it'll be safe for people in the church to expose their flawed, broken parts without shame or guilt. That you could talk about real things that you're struggling with, and you're not going to feel judged, shamed, condemned. Because that's where healing comes. I mean, I was, you know, I remember when I, so I became a Christian, I got, I got Jesus' love, and I'm like, wow, I'm loved unconditionally, I felt so free by that. Then I go to church, and all of a sudden, it's like I can't talk, I couldn't talk about anything. You know, there was a lot. I felt the light of having his love and presence. But then there was this whole secret life because I had come from this really screwed up family background where my relationships were so hurtful and destructive, but I couldn't get help. I even finally, when I was desperate enough, which didn't really happen until my late 30s, went to a therapist. I lied to my therapist. I had so much shame. You know, I went for help, but I lied to her. They're sworn to confidentiality, you know. (laughs) Just like... You know, my relationship history was so screwed up, I had cheated on every person I'd ever been with. I mean, it was just a part of like when you have a history like that of destructive relationships, I was desperate. That part of my life was not healed. I felt light from knowing God and knowing Jesus, but that part, of the relationship was still in a lot of darkness because it couldn't get out in the open to get any love or healing. But it says here in 1 John 5, and we need to own this, it says that when we walk in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Jesus Christ gave his life for every person, and it washes us from all sin when we receive that. Because there are areas that we know that we've fallen short. And that's where, the shame comes from, it's like we have, we know, like we're little, wow, this is where I want to live, but man, there's places that I have been selfish, self-centered, manipulative, had dark thoughts, or whatever the dark parts are. That we feel like we fall short, and that's where shame comes in, if, if we keep it hidden, you know? But we need those parts, we need those darker parts to get light. I even, you know, I'm a, acting teacher. I'm, uh, that's my other thing that I do. and so i got a bunch of actors here. So, even in the love and light, it's part of what has been huge for us, even in that environment, is getting people to be okay with themselves. To not have shame about the darker parts, to be able to let light shine on that, where there's acceptance and healing. Let's go to um, Philippians 2, in verse 14. This is kind of funny. Um, It says, do all things without complaining and disputing. And it's interesting because that sounds a little different in English than it does in, in what the Greek words that they were translated from. The word that was translated into complaining in the Greek is actually, you think of complaining, it just sounds like, well, you should just not, you know, I mean, complain. It's just like telling somebody, like, oh, I don't like this food. I don't know. Like, <laughs> hopefully you'll like the food that we're having later. It's Maggiano's. You can complain. It's okay if you don't like it. Um, so anyway, the uh, but the complaining, the it actually means a secret displeasure not openly avowed. So it's really interesting because it's like, it's resentment stuff. It's stuff that you are bothered about and you don't tell anybody. And again, I had, you know, this stuff comes up at the dating workshop. Somebody, t- we've had a few people that came to me and thought they're being nice by not telling somebody what they had issues with. That is darkness. That's not light. You have an issue. You have a problem with somebody and they don't know it and you can't mend the relationship. It fosters bitterness. It fosters resentment. S- somebody was like going, oh, I thought I w- I, that's, Unloving to tell them I said it's unloving not to Do you know you can't have a relationship where you've got resentments and you have all, all of this bitterness It's not good, right? You know it from the other end, don't you like it's funny that we have kind of like There's that doing to others doesn't it bother you when somebody that you care about has resentment and they're being bothered by something And you have no idea and you can't fix it right I mean, do you like, you know, maybe you hear about it from somebody else or you hear, or you find out after the relationship's gone because the bitterness is built up. That's the darkness. It's hiding things in the darkness. There's no light. You can't mend it. There's no, you got to get that stuff out. That was, that's what the complaining actually is. It's like talking smack behind people's back. It's darkness, you know? You don't like it when it happens to you, but somehow we think it's loving because we're not saying the hard things or the difficult things, it's not. Everything that makes manifest is like getting things out in the open. Then the disputing is actually interesting because it's the thinking of a man deliberating with himself. (laughs) So you know, I think about this sometimes as, like Danny, He's not. I don't think he meant voices, hearing voices. I think he meant like hearing harsh voices like self-talk you know, I think that's what you meant, right? So I think, like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't really. Like, whoa, people are talking to me. So um, no, it's like, it's it's the it's the noise in your head where you're talking to yourself, and, and there's inner battle, there's inner struggles. Those are also again the the secret places, the hidden places of shame and of beating yourself up and self-loathing. We need to get those out in the, into the light to let love and light. reality because part of it a lot of times when you have harsh voices in your head when your self-talk is hard and harsh you know what that sounds like right you stupid you screwed up again why'd you do that you can do better than that you know etc etc right harsh voices everybody's had those right yes you know to get healing there instead of keeping them in the darkness most people don't even talk about the fact that that's what's going on in their head so you can't get reality reality again truth is light right truth most of those harsh voices are not reality they're extreme my myself talking about how giant fat i am you know and then i've got my friends well you're a little chunky but not that bad you know <laughs> you know but sometimes you just got to get some reality in there you're like you know not as big as you think nancy so it's just sort of like get some truth get some light Because a lot of times people's voices in their heads aren't anywhere close to what you're saying. So you want to get the love and the truth. Love and truth are a part of light in to heal that. So it's not dwelling in darkness anymore. Does that make sense? Okay. Cool stuff. Light, light, light. Thinking about what the lights are. And then the rest of it, it says that you might become, okay, do all things without complaining or disputing. Now we know what those words mean. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without false fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights of the world. Woo! That sounds kind of exciting, right? But it says in the midst, you know, the world is a dark place, right? That's part of why we're doing world changers, because there's a lot of hurt and despair in the world. And so it says crooked, perverse, and the crooked is the Greek word scolios, where we get scoliosis. And perverse, it says. It's the Greek word that means to distort um, or turn aside. Turn aside from the right path or et cetera. So the world, a lot of times the ideology, we see this a lot with the romance kind of thing. People are hurting and they don't have answers. And people come to the dating workshop and then they're like, wow, this is all of a sudden making a lot of sense. You know, as far as because the rules, you know, the rules and 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 the values, systems of the world, et cetera where the people promote selfishness, not love, greed, and hate. Things like that. People promote, in the world it's promoted to wear a mask and to try and pretend everything's great when you're hurting inside and you can't get any love in. You know, keeping up with the Joneses, wearing, trying to act like we're the put together people, etc. It says, so in the midst of that, to shine as lights in the world, and then it says in verse 16, holding fast the word of life, which is God's word. Holding fast, holding on to it, and that holding fast is also the Greek word for holding forth, with sharing it with others. Holding fast the word of life, God's word brings us life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. So I think about this in terms of the difference that we can make uh, in life. And, and we're going to look at what that is and putting all of this together of what it is to be shining as lights in the world and what that can be. And thinking about it, that it means representing in who we are love and truth. And it also says that God's word is light. That's another thing that it says is wor- uh, light. In, in Psalm 119, in verse 105, it says, your word is a lamp. That's God's word, the Bible. A lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That God's word gives us direction. It gives us purpose. It gives us meaning because God's the author of life. And and so the Bible is just a manual for life. If you haven't checked it out, I know sometimes it's just sort of like, the Bible's just actually cooler than most people think. um, If you haven't tried reading it, it's one of those things I always, um, because I just um, have a lot of friends that, um, also, we are not churchgoers. And it's, um, it's just one of those things that people have these ideas of what the Bible is that haven't read it a lot of times. People go, Oh, the Bible is all full of crap and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Have you read it? Uh, blah, blah, blah. No, you know? It's just, it's cooler than you think it is. But it's, it's an awesome book that gives life and gives light and direction. Um, and let's go to one more. I want to close out in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 this is this is where we were going with it about letting your light shine it says you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden (laughs) nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket (laughs) but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house and then it says, let your light shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So I want to I look at this. This is where we're going. There's a whole bunch of actually light scriptures that um, are awesome if you want. I actually have a list of them. I'll email them to you if um, on the connection card you fill out that you want the teaching notes. I'll also send you all the verses on light and what light is because there's some really cool stuff about being lights of the world. Think about what this means, being a light of the world to make a difference. And then it's kind of funny. It says, you don't take a light and put a basket over it. That's stupid, right? Why would you do that? You have something glorious, wonderful, awesome, and you put a basket over it? That doesn't even make any sense. But think about in the context of light being love and how we can shine that forth, of being truth and how we can shine that forth. To me, it's like everywhere I go, I want to pass on healing. I want to pass on the healing that I've received as much as I possibly can. I believe with all my heart, it is my belief, you know, anyway, that that Jesus is a healer and the ultimate healer and has changed my life. But if I can pass on, and so I, I like, if I can help people to know Jesus, I like that very much. I'm like, if I can inter- make an introduction to help you to say, hmm, might want to get to know Jesus, I like that, you know. But as much as possible, as much as I can, it's still passing on healing and light and love in any capacity. That's being a light, that's like our desire of the light that God's given us, the light of his love, of his truth, that we shine that forth, that that we don't keep it some secret of what God's done for us or keep it from sharing from other people. But that we do all that's within our being, within our capacity to spread the love to everyone around us. That's what I'm saying. I get excited in my acting class if I can have people in my class come out of it through that, feeling like they can love themselves more. Praise God. I'm pretty excited about that. That's actually my favorite thing. I like getting people on TV. I always tell them that. Love getting people on TV. <coughs> but you know what I love more? I love that in that environment, it's not church, but that I can spread God's love to other people. I love that. That I don't have to keep it a secret, that I can do everything that I can to help spread that light, that love, that truth. (sighs) Anyway, I'm thankful for you guys being here. I'm going to close out in prayer right now. Um, And then hopefully you'll join us Next week, if you liked, coming today. Uh, we won't have Maggiano's next week, though, in our regular space at the Saratoga Community Center. So, Heavenly Father, I feel very, very thankful to be here. And um, I do, I feel thankful for how you changed my life those many, many years ago. Um, I know I tell the story a lot, but I still blesses me to think about it, even though it was so long ago, because it is a miracle that I'll never ever forget. It's hard to believe that I, that it's possible, that I could come from such a dark, dark place into your light and love my life so much, God. And I love that you can do that for anyone, that you are the healer, that you are nothing but love, that Jesus, that you gave your life and your love to all people, and, and that anyone can receive that from you. I just feel thankful and blessed and, and just God help us help us to be lights help us to pass on your love help us to pass on your truth help us to make it safe that people don't have to be in shame that people can talk about things and know that they're accepted and loved because Jesus your blood paid the price for all of it that we do not have to live in shame any longer that healing is possible and thank you God in the name of Jesus Christ amen